It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Goes to Stats Hero, stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. We'll talk more about them in a little later. Um, I think y'all know what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about the same thing it's been about the past couple weeks. And I'll probably do another episode to talk about the joys of seeing um, a bunch of Blue Jays hitting home runs at Fenway Park. Because that's never not enjoyable. But we have to talk about the bloody bullpen again. I don't want to keep talking about the bloody bullpen again. But... It just keeps happening. Every time. I'm getting frustrated. It wasn't even that bad um, when the Blue Jays lost the series finale to the White Sox. They were trailing 3-2 anyway. Offense should have picked them up, it didn't. Anthony Castro came out, gave up a home run to Adam Engel, which is embarrassing, because Adam Engel is hitting 125. But, you know, that's that's the way the major leagues are these days. A, any player can get a hold of one and just ship it. But no. We have to talk about what happened Friday night. When Ross Stripling went out there and was very mediocre, but perfectly matched by the mediocre Garrett Richards... So that seemed to work well. And then 
We had Tyler Chatwood go out there. Yet again. In what we would call a high leverage situation. And he looked god awful. We're going to be... I swear we're going to be more positive and talk about solutions to this a little later. But my god... Like, he's completed the holy trinity of ways to annoy the heck out of Blue Jays fans. He worked three batters. He threw 11 pitches. And he threw as many strikes as he did balls into Red Sox. And he had a wild pitch. Can't forget the wild pitch, but no. Um, yeah. He plunked Christian Arroyo. He walked Marwin Gonzalez, which is an amazing feat. And then plunked Bobby Dahlbeck. Seven, eight, nine hitters. Should have been a cakewalk for a guy who's supposed to be the high leverage option in that bullpen. Nope. No, it was not. And thankfully, Charlie Montoya saw enough and got him out of there. Because, my God, if anything more happened. <sighs> By the way, that wild pitch scored a run, too. So at least plunking Bobby Dahlbeck technically didn't bring in a run. Because the run had already scored. Because Tyler Chatwood could not find the plate. And, you know, we're, we hear the, all the things... Out of the out of the Blue Jays camp, Charlie Montoya saying, "Oh, he still trusts Tyler." Tyler Chat would be like, "He wants to go right back out there, and that's what you want to hear from a pitcher that's struggling." I don't really want to hear that. I want to hear how you're going to overcome this sudden bout of Rick and Keel syndrome. Because I don't know about y'all, I'm not really a gambling woman. And I don't feel like playing roulette every time Tyler Chatwood steps onto the mound. And wondering what Tyler Chatwood we are going to get. But no, Charlie pulled him. Tim Meza came in. Tim Meza did well. Pitched the four batters, worked a scoreless inning. Tim Meza looked good. But then Jordan Romano wasn't available for that game due to forearm tightness. So what were the Blue Jays' options? Wasn't Anthony Castro. He had already pitched yesterday. Wasn't Joel Pamps. He had already pitched. So you had Rafael Delis, Jeremy Beasley, and CJ Edwards. They went with CJ. And I'll give CJ credit. He looked better in that outing than he did in the previous ones. But he grooved a pitch to Christian Arroyo. And that was a tie game. And then Rafael Dolis comes in. 
And granted, I don't think I can blame Dolis fully for this. Um, because it, it wasn't really his fault that Bo Bichette decided to airmail that Kike Hernandez ground ball. I mean, he could have he could have done a bit more to keep Kike honest, but Alex Verdugo singled and pinch runner Danny Santana just chugged around, and that was it. So no, the Blue Jays defense did not help the bullpen, but the bullpen put them in that position because of its inability to deliver a simple out. Like I said, Tyler Chatwood is unrecognizable from the guy who was operating so well in April and May. Guys are being put out there in situations where they're not set up to succeed. And we have to start wondering what can be done about it. I mean, Saturday they got through it. Saturday they survived. Anthony Castro came in, struck out all three batters he faced. Wonderful. Tim Mesa came in, got it out, doing his job. Rafael Dolis came in and gave up a run. Seems to be what he do. I mean, granted, Rafael Devers just knocking that ball into the corner parts of Fenway Park. Not a lot you can do. But you can also not make the pitch that Devers just knocks into the corner there. And then they did end up calling on Jordan Romano, and Jordan Romano looked really good. Needed just eight pitches to complete the inning. But the fact that Jordan Romano had to come in in a 7-2 game is worrying. Because that means no one else in that bullpen can be trusted. And that's the biggest issue for the Blue Jays right now. So how do we fix it? That's, that's what I'm going to be trying to tackle in the last two segments of this program. And I'm going to start with some fan suggestions that I've seen on Twitter. It'll be fun. But first, let's talk about Stat Hero, our show sponsor for the day. Um, do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose their money? I know, because I used to play daily fantasy sports um, a lot pre-pandemic. And I don't think I have a positive bank account. Um... I didn't spend any money, but I quickly lost any promotions that were given to me. And a lot of times I've just felt like, you know, players were flooding the, flooding the pool with, you know, the same lineup and just expecting to take all the money. And that sucks. I hate that. I hate that. Um, so in comes Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Um, basically, Stat Hero shows you their daily fantasy lineup, the one they pick, and they ask you to beat that lineup. And you choose how much you want to play for. And if you beat that lineup that Stat Hero is showing you, 
I mean, there could be late-minute injuries. Stat Hero will be susceptible. And you will win if you can pick a better lineup than them. So, I'm not, like, going against, like, one guy just putting in 50 freaking permutations of a similar lineup. I'm just going one-on-one with Stat Hero, and it's easy. Stat Hero's DFS the way it was meant to be. Play Stat Hero now, change the odds for you, and go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you will get three times back what you earn on your first play. That's a 300% match. Unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on to get in that game. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been selling auto parts online for over 20 years from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and water pumps that don't explode when you put them in your car. You get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door with the help of their unique and easy-to-navigate catalog. You see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And you know you're getting a reliably low price because they're always reliably low at rockauto.com no matter who you are. So don't spend twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and when they ask how did you hear about us, right locked on in there so everyone gets to feel good. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Okay, so in in perusing Blue Jays Twitter, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get back into Twitter, but my God, there's just so many negative things there that I don't need to see. That as I'm I'm trying to rebuild my mental health coming out of this third lockdown that is that is finally ending. I I've, I've been able to go on a patio. I've been able to meet people that. I only previously knew online. I was able to see a couple people this week. I was very happy. Trying to trying to rebuild that. I've, I've, I'm stimulating the economy. I have a new chair coming that doesn't squeak. I'm doing I'm doing a lot of self care things. And yet I keep going on Twitter. And looking at Twitter. And. One of the popular solutions I've seen to the Blue Jays bullpen issue is sign John Axford. Now, I like John Axford. I think he's a, a very funny personality. And I think he has a lot to offer on Twitter. But I I was kind of shocked seeing people just be like, yeah, let's sign John Axford. He just pitched for Canada in Olympic qualifying. It's fine. Um, we should point out that John Axford got into two games in qualifying and only recorded two outs. He gave up a hit. People are saying, oh, he looked good. He was fine. He, he got the winning out, um, the big out against Cuba. Still only pitched for two-thirds of an inning in two games. He's going to have to do more than that if he's on an MLB roster. And I don't know if he wants to. 
Because, I mean, clearly he, he loves to get back to his country. But he's also 38. And doesn't need to actually do that. And then I, I saw people being like, oh, we should sign David Robertson. David Robertson was was good for America in their qualifying. David Robertson, also 38. Did earn both saves for the USA. In two innings, he struck out four batters against the Dominican Republic and Venezuela. So you could argue he was facing higher quality opponents. He did give up a home run to Juan Francisco. And if that name sounds familiar to y'all, it should. Because Juan Francisco is a former Blue Jay. Juan Francisco played for the Blue Jays way, way back. Back before, you know, Jose and Edwin came along and revamped the Blue Jays. Played for them in 2014. That is his last big league season. He had 16 home runs, but also batted 220. And that was in a time when, you know, you could actually expect to bat 260, 270. Juan Francisco could not hit for average. And he's 34 now. He's going to be 34 in nine days. Happy birthday ahead of time to Juan Francisco. And he cranked David Robertson. So am I comfortable letting David Robertson walk in off the street? No. No. In fact, I'm, I'm seeing people so enamored by the performance in the Olympic baseball trials earlier this month. But they're suggesting a David Robertson. They're suggesting a John Axford. Why not Jairo Asensio? Jairo Asensio. Um, he's actually going to still be playing in the Olympic qualifying. Because uh, David Robertson, the USA, got the berth into Tokyo. Canada and Axford finished in fourth. Didn't make it. So Asensio is going to be able to show off a little more um, against Venezuela and the Netherlands in the final qualifying in Mexico. It'll only be those two teams because China, Chinese Taipei, and Australia all had to withdraw due to COVID issues. But Jairo Asensio looked good. Jairo Asensio got into three games in Olympic qualifying. Spotless ERA throughout. Struck out six batters. Gave up two hits. Had two saves, same as David Robertson. So why isn't Jairo Asensio getting talked about? Well, Jairo Asensio is also 38. Has not pitched in the major league since 2013. When he was DFA'd by the Orioles. And then has bounced around the Mexican League and the KBO since then. But Jairo Sencio showed himself very well in those Olympic qualifying. Why not, why not give Jairo Sencio a shot at another major league season? Chance to improve on that career 534 average. Maybe because, as much as we like to believe it, the Olympic baseball qualifying 
is not a good gauge for how good these guys are going to be. These are guys who are free agents and prospects. And, like, you're, as much as I respect David Robertson, asking him to step out um, from facing the Juan Francisco's of the world and immediately being like, okay, David, go strike out J.D. Martinez because we need someone to strike out J.D. Martinez. Or, you know, instead of striking out Gabriel Noriega, you have to go out there and strike out Rafael Devers. How much of a ramp up do you think that's going to be? How much ability do you think David Robertson's going to have? Granted, he's probably putting in some time with the Olympic team, so he probably doesn't need a lot of spring training. And he was hitting up to 96 on the gun. Still not a strong solution for the issues that plague this team right now. And I think the solution has been in front of us all along. And Shai Davidi did a great job touching on it. And I'm going to discuss that in a sec here. But I also have to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether you want to bet on baseball games, you want to bet on the Euros. And by the way, um, I'm so glad that Christian Erickson is awake and conscious in hospital and, um, you know, sending thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery for him. And, you know, that just his family is able to continue being his family. Um, you can bet on the NHL playoffs. You can bet on the NBA playoffs. You can bet on UFC. Whatever you want to do, you can head over to betonline.ag on whatever device you got. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonus, and contest information. And if you sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I respect the heck out of Shai Davidi. He was one of the, one of the uh, teachers I had when doing my sports journalism degree. He knows his stuff. And earlier on Saturday, he drew the parallels between the 2015 squad and this one. A squad that had a lot of offensive talent, a lot of prospects, and a bullpen that was Garbo. And the funny thing is, as Shai pointed out, there wasn't a lot of bullpen fortification that the Blue Jays ended up doing in 2015. In 2015, the only acquisition they actually made for the bullpen was Latroy Hawkins. And he was a throw-in in the, the Troy Tulowitzki deal. Um... Like, other than that, there wasn't a lot done to fortify that back end. They actually relied a lot on 
players coming up. They relied on Aaron Sanchez coming back in. Um, like, uh, like I, I, I did lie. They also got Mark Lowe. I should have mentioned Mark Lowe. But, you know, again, they did not have to do a lot other than that because they knew they had an Aaron Sanchez coming back. They knew they had garbage person Roberto Osuna. They know they had Marcus Stroman coming back. And they could adjust accordingly. Like, I mean, some of the names that pitched on that 2014 team... Uh, Jeff Francis was in the bullpen that year. Scott Copeland was in the bullpen that year. Post-All-Star Steve Delabar in the bullpen. And they they pursued a similar strategy to that which I touched on um, in the second segment. They brought in guys like Phil Koch to come in and, and try and get some outs. Todd Redman to try and get some outs. But what, what ultimately was successful... It was going to guys that they trusted. It was going to guys like Liam Hendricks. It was going to guys, um, again, like Aaron Sanchez. Like Brett Cecil. It was relying a lot on the younger guys that they had developed to come in. And, and buttress. Not to say they weren't, there weren't arms available. Like I said, they added Mark Lowe. They added Latroy Hawkins. And if you look at the 2016 team, they did um, they did they did similar moves. They they traded Drew Storen, who wasn't working out, for Joaquin Benoit. Um, but other than that, wasn't a lot of fooling around with the bullpen. Like it was, it was acquiring starting depth. It was acquiring Mike Bullsinger. It was acquiring Scott Feldman. It was getting Francisco Liriano. Liriano ended up being the big bullpen acquisition that year. And again, they got performances out of Liriano, even though he's primarily a starter. They. You know, got performances out of Joaquin Benoit. Joaquin Benoit had an 038 ERA for Toronto since being acquired by Seattle. That's one of the biggest steals in Blue Jays history. And it kind of gets forgotten because all we think about with Joaquin Benoit is him getting injured in a brawl. But yeah, it was, it was moves like that. It was getting a Jason Grilly and, and seeing that work. So, what did the Blue Jays have to look forward to in this case to fix their bullpen? Well, as Shai Davidi pointed out, they have Ryan Barucki coming back from injury. They have Julian Merriweather potentially coming back from injury. They have um, Nate Pearson and Thomas Hatch, who could potentially be moved into the bullpen. And they really don't want to do that with Pearson, apparently. But I would give serious consideration to Thomas Hatch, because you don't actually need that many starters right now. I know Alec Manoa got called up, but you don't actually need that many starters in Buffalo. I would much rather have Thomas Hatch back in the bullpen where he was effective last year. So, 
until the Blue Jays find that Mark Lowe, find that Jason Grilly to come in there. And so far they haven't. CJ Edwards isn't it. I'm sorry, he did strike out three, but you tag one on him, it's gone. So right now that that is what they're gonna have to do is try and find those those arms. And they will be out there. There are so many teams that are out of it right now. Maybe Baltimore doesn't have something. But, you know, finding a way to put a package together to maybe get a Taylor Rogers off of Minnesota, who's having a down year. Um, finding a package to get a Brad Hand, who's in a walk year for a Washington team. That is Garbo. There are ways to get players into that bullpen. We can give the Blue Jays some time to figure it out. But not too much time, because my god, if I have to watch Tyler Chatwood blow another inning because he cannot line the plate, I swear. I swear. I'm not going to be a happy girl. Anyway, I'm going to wait... And we'll talk about happier things in the next episode. Things like home runs. Because home runs are fun. And if you want to make sure you don't miss that episode, you can follow this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. Um, and while you're subscribing, you can check out Locked On Today. Um, it is the daily podcast that asks questions like, does a college football playoff expansion hurt Notre Dame? The answer is no. Notre Dame is impenetrable, so it's not going to hurt it at all. That's a silly question. But they'll tell you why it's a silly question and more on the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. So dumb. But Kita co-host is not dumb. Is that right? Yeah. So there we go. So for Kita co-host and for the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jsfriendacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.